dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Mother Natalia. Glory to Jesus Christ, Mother. Glory to Him forever, Father. I'm having a I'm having trouble with my mic. Like it keeps um sliding down. Like can you see it just like slipping There's down right now? A lot of Michaels in your life. You got to describe which one you're talking about. Like who is your who is your mic? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yes, not even funny. (laughs) That was such a dad joke. I'm totally used to this now. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a dad joke. No, my my uh, my microphone is also tends to slip down, and it like over the course of the podcast, it kind of lowers and lowers and lowers. I just had to put my face closer and closer to it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm worried it's just going to like fall over in the middle of the episode. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, what do you want to talk about, Father Michael? Who's the uh, who's the the late night comedian that smacks over his own microphone? Is that Conan O'Brien? I think he does that, right? It's like the fake. He has the big fake microphone. I know you're not asking me this. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was before you were a nun. I wasn't really hip even before I was a nun. I, I wish I could say that I was. I but. don't think it's hipness. Uh, if Conan O'Brien, if you're listening, I apologize, but I don't. I don't think like yeah, because Conan O'Brien <laughs> listens to our podcast. <laughs> you never know. Um, so humble. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So anyway, he he. It, it is. He got this. He had this thing where I, th- I think it was him where he would just like he would say a joke, then he would like smack over the what I'm guessing is the fake microphone, the one that looked like a microphone but wasn't like the old school, old school top desk mics, similar to the ones that we have now, but. Anyway, that's what I was thinking of. If it falls over, we'll just assume that's the case. I'm just using sticky pads to hold up the, each of the three lines. You know what's funny is <laughs> I actually was doing this. I, I pulled out a book, but but my stand is so is so thin that I can't really put anything else under there or it'll like affect the, it, the, the way it sits. Anyway, oh. people don't care. They don't care. They might uh, care. I was gonna. I was gonna investigate. I'll just bring it up though. Do we? <laughs> h- how do we? How do we? Do we do better podcasting or worse podcasting or different podcasting if we've just done spiritual direction with you? I was just thinking about that um, because I was we just thinking, finished spiritual direction before this. Yeah, and, and I was boy, like, was it a doozy? And as I'm, I'm like trying real? to. Say, <laughs> no, I totally no, just said it was that a doozy. to me. I mean, it was. Um, but but like, I was just wondering if if people can tell. Like, is it, I imagine there's like a, a closer bond between us because mm-hmm. we just did spiritual direction and we've been with each other for an hour and a half before that or, or, um, or like if it's, if, if we're all kind of bantered out because we just did spiritual direction. So yeah, we've, we've kind of shared everything things to share. I, I don't know. But one thing I was thinking, I mean, I'm always on like a spiritual high after spiritual direction, even when it's one like today where you're just like, you need to change your life. Um, that's not exactly what happened, but it's kind of what happened. <laughs> um, but I'm always on like the spiritual high after direction. And so as I was logging on today to podcast, I was like, I'm really excited to podcast. Um, and I love doing the podcast, but today I'm just like particularly excited. And I think it's because of that, that spiritual high. Um, but so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was thinking that it's going to bite us in the bum one time. I just did it again. I used that phrase at one point and then <laughs> and totally forgot about it. And um, uh, Sir Kevin um, emailed me and said <laughs> that, he said, if you ever do a spinoff podcast, you need to call it Bit Me in the Bum. Um, anyways, the, uh, 
the it's gonna it's gonna bite us in the bum one day though because I feel like we're gonna schedule spiritual direction and podcasting back to back. And whatever the topic is that you've planned is just going to happen to be the same stuff that we talked about in spiritual direction. And I'm going to be like, Father Michael, you're just sharing my whole life. If we ever do the podcast where where it's just I'm doing a monologue and sisters just weeping, mothers just weeping the whole time, <laughs> you'll, you'll know that was, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> well, that just followed a specifically intense, uh, particularly intense spiritual direction. You know, someone someone said someone emailed me recently wrote a letter. I don't remember. Someone reached out recently and said that they would really like it if sometime they really want to hear from my parents. So they want my parents to come on the podcast. And then they said also Father Michael's parents. So at some point when I'm on home visit or something like that, I'm going to have to have my parents uh, sit in on the podcast. My mom would definitely do it, as you know. Um, I don't know if my dad will. It might, uh, it might take a little batting of the eyelashes or something. They're just going to tell stories about when we were kids the whole time and like embarrass us. And we're going to be humiliated and <laughs> listeners are going to love it. What we should do is we should set it up for them and then hit record, then leave. And like literally just have our, oh. our four parents. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> and then like and we will horrible. not know. So horrible. Because <laughs> I have, I, I, I need to get better. Um, I need to get better about actually knowing which podcast is coming out on each Wednesday because I get multiple texts every Wednesday from friends that listen, mm. like referencing the podcast that came out that day. And I have no idea which one came out that day. Like it's been weeks since we recorded it. I'm not keeping up on like which one's coming out. So I'm trying to like, or even, I mean, even if I do know which one came out, I don't remember the banter. I don't mm-hmm. remember the specifics, like yeah. things that they refer to. Somebody one time, I got really worried. I didn't realize they were referring to the podcast and they said something, they just sent me a random text like assuming that I had like had just listened to the same podcast they just listened to, <laughs> so they didn't like introduce the uh, the 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 topic that they were saying. Um, oh, I almost just had the example of what it was. I'm, I'm spacing it, but anyway, it was it was really funny. I'm like, I need to remember which one. So like right now, the day we're recording is the third part of the Mystery of Crowning podcast came out. So like I, oh, I actually yes, that came out today. I thought you were yes. saying we're recording that today. I was like, Father Michael, oh, Father no. Joel's not here, and we already did that. <laughs> yes, this that would one not be today. the first time I tried to do a podcast topic again. <laughs> I know that's what I thought was happening. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, we're gonna do the uh, we're gonna do the fourth Mississippi Crowning podcast called Annulment. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's just horrible. That's, that's horrible. It is. Horrible. Um. There was something else I was going to tell you. Is that all you were going to say about how you need to pay attention to what episodes are coming out? Probably. Oh. I'm um, I'm drinking this tea right now that, so Cameron Frad stayed here last night. Um, and because <clears throat> she has, um, she has stuff going on in Cleveland sometimes. And so she usually stays with us when um, driving when it's like an early morning thing or something so that she doesn't have to drive super early from Steubenville. And, uh, and she brought this tea that's like a Trader Joe's Christmas tea kind of thing. Um, but it's a black tea. It's not herbal. Uh, and it's pretty delicious, except I put too much. Um, she also brought this special creamer that's vegan because we're in a fast. Nice. Um, but anyways, it's, um, I put too much of the creamer, so it's, a little too diluted. Well, you got to you got to pen it somehow. Yeah, you're right. Too much oat or whatever kind of creamer it is. Um, it's like an almond How coconut. Do you milk and I think. oat. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. How do you milk coconut. an oat? Have you ever, never mind. Um, <laughs> Meet the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's where I was going if with that. If you know, you know. <laughs> if um, you know, you know. There was, uh, there was one time that you quoted, I won't say what you quoted, but you quoted something in a homily, a movie that's like, horrible. I can't believe you quoted this in a homily. And so after liturgy, I was like, Father Michael, do you realize you quoted such and such in your homily? And you were like, did I really? And I said, yeah. And you were like, well, one of two situations. <laughs> Either people haven't seen it and so they don't know I quoted it or they have seen it and so they can't judge me. <laughs> so they're, they're at fault as well. <laughs> exactly. Oh. All right. I'm going to jump in because this may not be a full hour podcast. Um, it may be more like a half an hour podcast, but anyway. Wow. I'll, I'll kind of play it by ear if you don't we mind. We always mother. say that and then never yet has it happened. I know, so we'll but I, I, I'm actually really looking forward to the conversation I'm going to have at one o'clock today. Um, More than you love our podcast listeners, is that what you're saying? Oh, by far. Like, <laughs> oh <my>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be this guy that like leans in to criticism like that. <laughs> I've always, like, that's my sense of humor. Like, one time somebody said, um, they like, they met. I don't know if I should tell this this way. I got to change. I got to change exactly the way it was done. Just <laughs> it can be misunderstood. Um, somebody was like, um, "Do you? You can't do it. Just move I can't on. do it. <laughs> just I'm move on. Just I'll <laughs> just tell start you your later. topic. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is my my topic is based upon kind of I, I've done this before where a bunch of I think I did this for the. Um, Portrait of Dorian Gray podcast. Like a bunch of things have just come at once from all different directions. Things I'm reading, the liturgical season, people I've talked to, and all these things kind of come to to reveal one theme. And I I, I love when this happens. And um, because that theme is obviously something I probably need, and I assume therefore it's probably something that I can I can podcast on. Maybe other people need need to know it as well. Um, so I want to start with the image of the Platitera. So the Platitera is the the image of the Mother of God um, that is on the the back of the apse, the the back wall of the holy place of the altar in a in a traditional um, Byzantine or Orthodox temple, and so it it, it means uh, broader, wider, more spacious than than the heavens. I think more spacious than the heavens is is the probably the the one that's used most, and that's probably only that woman we can call spacious. Exactly. The only one we call spacious, wider than the heavens, other way of saying it. And, and that's my job. We also call I, her I, a I heifer in one of our prayers. <laughs> heifer. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. Mother and I were just talking about what this it, the other day. It's in, is, I think it's in the Akathist. Um, and it's like the heifer, the heifer who bore the, I don't remember what it is, but they definitely, we definitely call her a heifer. And Mother and I are like, Or the really? calf of salvation. Something like that, yeah. Maybe it's like, I mean, a heifer is, is like a, is, is provides a lot of milk. It, you know, it, it's, it's, right? I mean, it, it, sustenance, <laughs> sustenance. Yeah, yeah. A heifer provides sustenance. So I could totally see that. It's like, what's the, uh, there's a charity called, Oh my gosh! What's the charity? It's like it's like Heifer International or something like that. That it's just like wow. And what they do is they provide animals to mm. to people in in developing countries. But it was like I just thought I, they they might want to change that. It's just like <laughs> it's just like the NAACP. It's like you know we're we're leaning into the you know okay we're NAACP. We're calling them colored people. <laughs> and it's just like are are we gonna are we gonna lean into that? You know that that's it's just a weird thing to kind of. Not not change over time, but 
not being a black person. I, I guess I should not speak into that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I will mute my mic so to blow my nose while my, we're podcasting. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we were bantering about this in a spiritual direction. Um, so so in the Byzantine church, there's a heifer on the back wall. It's like... A poppy I, para. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We call her... There's... There's the platitera on the back wall, oh, which, is, which is which is the mother of God. We do love Mary. <laughs> More spacious, wider than the heavens, because even the heavens cannot contain God. The mother of God, the Theotokos, contained God for those nine months in her womb and is beautiful, the incarnation. And we're in that season now. So this podcast is going to come out after Christmas. Um, but just imagine putting yourself back in the in the Advent fast, the, the Nativity fast, the Philip fast, whatever you're going to call it. Um, and so on the back wall, is the mother of God pregnant with Jesus. Um, I mentioned in the podcast where I give, did the tour of the temple that I almost repeated, um, <laughs> with the, that, that when I did that podcast, I talked about how there's the Pontecrater, you know, Christ, the conqueror, Christ, all powerful, Christ, the king on the, on the ceiling. And then you have the icon of, that's usually Christ the teacher, but it's just our Lord Jesus Christ on the iconostas. And so this icon is between the two, between the, the distant God of the Pontecrater and the, the holy God of the Pontecrater surrounded by angels and the, the imminent present one of us, um, one of us, one of us, um, um, icon of, that's a Dodgers thing, uh, of, of Christ on the, on the iconostas. So, but I was meditating upon, I, I did, a, I did a, an Advent retreat for my friend um, for Lux University and I was meditating upon those um, Leah wanted me to do a reflect upon Jesus Christ as a member of the Holy Family, and so she had two other two other speakers do uh, the topic of the Mother of God, and then one of Joseph, and then I did uh, I did Jesus. So, when I, I wanted to meditate upon because all this was coming together upon the fact, let's meditate upon Jesus's role in the Holy Family while he was in Mary's womb. It's like that nine months I think is a good meditation, especially during this um, Nativity fast season, this Advent season. Um, and one of the things that came to mind, again, related to other things, was just the fact of mystery. Um, that there's there's a certain mysteriousness, especially if you don't know like the sex of your child, so that when the baby is is born, like if you're waiting to find out if it's a boy or girl until the baby's born, that there there's a deeper sense of mystery. Um, there's certainly a mystery about you know most modern technology can now tell if the baby's going to be healthy or not, but you just you really don't know, you know. And there's this whole aspect of when the baby can born, you count their fingers and toes, you know, like all those things, and you know it's a boy or girl. So imagine just the the, the mystery, you know, beyond the the present scientific advancements that reveal so much the mystery of having a child and the nine months in the womb is 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 a is a great mystery so that that transition from the unapproachable god of the old testament to the very approachable god of the new testament jesus of the new testament again same god i hope you know that that's what i mean <laughs> um, but but the, the 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 way that we have access in the new testament to the incarnate god Jesus Christ. Um, the the nine months, there's a, a certain uh, mystery to those nine months, even though it's revealed, right? The the incarnation happened the moment of the Annunciation. Um, so, so God became man the moment of the Annunciation. This is why we have that icon on our royal doors because those are the access point to the altar and, and to the Holy of Holies. Um, so 
and the reason why other things kind of came to fruition. So we have in our Byzantine tradition, the Sunday of the Forefathers. The Sunday of the Forefathers, when we're recording this, was last Sunday. We have the Sunday of the Fathers, the Sunday of the Ancestors, this coming Sunday. And both of those Sundays, the two Sundays before Christmas, we commemorate and meditate upon all the human beings that prepared for Christ coming as human. So It's my dad's feast day. Which one? David. That's the one after. Oh, that's the Christmas. Sunday after Christmas. Yeah, the Sunday after Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So the Sunday after Christmas is is specifically um, David, Joseph, and James. So mm-hmm. so the 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 family. So these members, are all the fathers except for David. Although we commemorate David too in them, David gets like three three Sundays in a row. Um, but uh, but we don't commemorate James or Joseph until afterwards. But we but David just because mm-hmm. he's the father for father 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 grand great 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 grandfather of Joseph and uh, and and James. So anyway, the uh, but so we have all these human beings. It's kind of like I consider it similar to when we celebrate the feast of the um, entrance of the mother of God into the temple. She spends time in the temple to prepare to become the temple. Mm. We meditate upon the forefathers, the human beings that came before Jesus um, to meditate upon the fact that Jesus, God became a human being. Mm. Um, So the gospel that we hear, that we heard last Sunday, in this case, for the Sunday of the forefathers, two Sundays before Christmas, is the story of the, the man who threw a great banquet and he invited all these people and and when the when he sent the servant out this is the first time in Luke where i heard that there was it was singular he sent his servant out i think that's mm-hmm. important he sent his servant out to call those invited to say the feast is ready and they made excuses one had land he needed to to look at one had ox he needed to look at one was just married so they have all these excuses a uh, uh, historical study of you're you're just all about fat jokes today aren't you no, I wasn't even thinking of fat joke. I was okay. just thinking of all the jokes I could make about the so woman like, who couldn't come because he was married. <laughs> so any any time I any time on this podcast that I tell a joke, you don't laugh. But when I am not <laughs> telling a joke <laughs> and you think of something funny, then you do laugh. Anyway, I know that that's fine. That's fine. I'll get over it. Um, so the so the, in the gospel he sends out. So it's this singular servant he sends out. So the way that this works historically is that before grocery stores, before um, indoor air conditioning, um, before you know massive transit and travel, there were various reasons why you didn't know what day you were going to have a party until the day of. So imagine you had a big party, a massive feast, you invited many people, um, the weather could completely wreck your plans. Nowadays, we just go inside, even if we're planning barbecue. You know, um, people's travel you had to have them together all the time. You you needed the weather to be good. You make sure you had to make sure the harvest came in. You had to make sure that you acquired all the food. You couldn't just go to the store. So all these things were the party was dependent upon a lot of things that made it so you didn't exactly know the day or the hour. So you would you would send out um, invitations to all these people. You would say, by the way, we're having a party in a couple of weeks or in a week or even in like a few days, but we're not sure when because everything needs to come together. So so all these people are getting ready. They're, they're looking forward to it. They're anticipating this great banquet, this great party. And they're even, maybe even slowing down their lives. Maybe they're not traveling because they know a party's coming that they want to be at. Um, they're not doing things that they normally would do like buying oxen or buying land or getting married. You know, like all, all, the, all these things you, you may delay because this big party's coming on. And then... When, when everything comes together, the weather's right, you have the food there, people are nearby, then you send out the servant. By the way, 
banquets tonight. It's going on right now. Like, like, like it's happening. You probably didn't wake up knowing that this morning, but now you know. Um, and so there were, in a sense, two invitations, the first one and the second one. We commemorate, we hear that gospel for the son of the forefathers because the forefathers were the first invitation. They were the ones mm. who went out and said, a banquet is coming. The, the, uh, the day of the Lord is coming. The Messiah is coming. We don't know when. We don't know the day or the hour, but, but it's coming. So be ready. And then a servant is going to be sent out saying, guess what? The day is today. The banquet is here. What you've been looking forward to, even anticipating, is here. So, who is that one servant? That is, you know, you could say it's John the Baptist, but it's it's Jesus. You know, it's Jesus is the one who came to say, "I am the Messiah." The heavenly banquet is here. What you've been looking forward to, and actually changing your lives because of it is here. Um, so, any anyway, thoughts on that? You're smiling, which I'm glad. Yeah, that's just really cool. I It probably says that in Year of Grace of Our Lord or something, and I probably wasn't listening when it was read out loud. And so I've never made the connection of why that reading mm-hmm. for the Sunday of the Forefathers, and that's just really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, so the Forefathers are the first service, and now Christ is the second one. And, uh-huh. and I, I, I like that as well. When I, when I found that, I was like, oop, I'm preaching on that. Um, so this so- could be a word from a homilist. Uh, it could part of it, and like because I I, I I I did an Advent retreat using this. I did it in a homily, and then now I'm like, and it's also just been like moving my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured why not do a podcast on it. So, um, so the reason why I tie in the platitera, the mystery of the nine months when when the incarnation had happened, God was man, but he was in Mary's womb. It was not shared yet. This is the revelation, the theophany of Christmas. Remember, in the early church. On January 6th, we celebrated the Nativity of Our Lord. We celebrated um, the uh, the wedding at Cana. We celebrated the baptism in the Jordan, and we celebrated the the wise men. So all of those were theophanies. They were revelations of God, so they were all celebrated on the same day called theophany. Over time, um, the various churches spread those commemorations out over different feasts. So, so now today we do not we do not celebrate the Nativity on January sixth. We celebrate the Baptist on January sixth if you're Byzantine. You celebrate the Wise Men on January sixth if you're Roman, and we all celebrate the uh, Nativity of our Lord was moved to December twenty fifth. Did you um, did you say? Sorry, I was looking up when this was coming out because I was thinking it was coming out January fifth, which I was like, that's oh, so cool. But it's cool. not. It's coming out the next week on January twelfth. Oh, okay. But. Um, did you say wedding at Cana? Yes. Okay. So th- those four things from what I've learned are the, the theophanies, the revelation of God, the re- various revelations of God that all happened that are commemorated in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so the birth of Christ is the revelation of the incarnation to the shepherds, to the wise men, to the rest of the world. Um, whereas the incarnation had happened nine months before and, and Mary and Joseph were aware of that. Then later on, John the Baptist, Elizabeth, even John the Baptist and Mary's womb. So there was, there was like a, a revelation over time with certain people and then with the whole world at Christmas at Nativity. Um, so, so this, the hiddenness, the, the mystery of Christ while incarnate in his mother's womb um, is a revelation of what all the forefathers, all the, the, the banquet, Christ becomes the, the priest and the sacrifice. He becomes the food of the banquet, but also the one who offers the banquet, especially in the cross. And, and, and as, as in a sense, the, his father, but he too is the one who offers the banquet, but he is also the food, the sustenance that we get, what we receive from that banquet. And of course, the, the whole message of that gospel then is that, is that all those, the chosen people of God who, were, who had been anticipating the Messiah 
Messiah for so long were not the ones who acknowledged it. They all mm. made excuses why Jesus wasn't the Messiah. And then, and then as it says at the end of the gospel, so none of them, it says in the gospel, none of those who are invited will, will taste a morsel, but it, those who are in the highways, the byways, the poor, the lame, they will come in. So it's, it's the poor and the lame, those who are the outcasts, those who are the weak ones, those who are the broken, they're the ones who are receptive and aware of the importance of this banquet. They're the ones who did not make excuses. Um, this makes me think of Fotina, who we named our nonprofit after, right? The Fotina, um, she, the apostles do not bring the people out of the town. The, 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 the Fotina, the Samaritan woman who, who receives the living water from Christ, she's the woman at the well, she using her weakness, proclaiming her weakness, preaching according to her weakness, she's the one that, that receives the living water, then she's the one that, who uses that to bring other people out to the town. Um, what did she receive? What did she receive? She, she did not, although maybe, but she did not receive like a freedom from gossip. Again, we know the story. The reason why she was out in the middle of the day was because most likely was because she was a victim of gossip and she was so sick of hearing people talk about her that she would go at the time of the day when nobody would see her and she would not hear them talking about her. Um, so another thing that happened to me that ties all this, that, that I, I bring all this in is, is people in my life, spiritual children, parishioners, people I know, um, have been asking for specific things in prayer and not receiving them. Mm. So, and, and it, it, it's, it's become very, very discouraging to them. And I totally get it. You know, how, how many times is God gonna say no to my request before it makes sense that he doesn't want me to be happy? How many times do I have to be disappointed and not receive something asked for until I'm justified in, in losing my faith when I, until I'm justified. And, and so this was just an, an ache on my heart. This was, this was something that I've been considering now for a while. And so tying all this together, I thought, you know, what, what does God give? And I'm sorry, I'm gonna tie in one more scripture passage here that we've talked about many times. And that is the, the prodigal son. Again, prodigal means reckless. The prodigal son recklessly takes his inheritance early, which is an insult to his father because you don't normally get an inheritance to the person is dead. Mm -hmm. So there's an insult saying like, I want, I'm gonna act as if you're dead. I'm gonna take my inheritance now. It's an insult to the older brother because the older brother's inheritance is going to be lessened because mm -hmm. the father's still alive. The father's gonna be using half of his money and therefore 100% of the money that the father still needs to use is coming out of the older brother's inheritance, not the younger brother's, because he took it while his father was still alive. Um, so the insults that the younger son heaped onto the father and the older brother are massive. He goes off, wastes it all, spends it all, comes to his senses, comes back, wants to be a slave. The father runs out, welcomes him. The older brother is out in the field. And the father goes out, runs out to him, just like he ran out to the younger brother. He runs out to the older brother. The older brother does not come in. The younger brother came in, the older brother does not. The old, because what does, the, what does the older brother claim that he did not get from the father? It was the cloak and the shoes and the ring and the fatted calf and the, the party with his friends. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me think, what, when we ask for things in prayer, we need to make sure that we're not asking for the ring and the fatted calf and the party and the cloak and the shoes. Like those things are given to some people, like they were given to the younger son. They're given to some people, but, but that's not 
the great gift of that story, the, 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 that parable, what was received by the younger son was a father and a home. He came back to his father. He came into the home and the home of his father was the gift. Those other things were completely secondary. The older brother, who in a sense we hear had everything, had all those things. He, he refused because he didn't feel he received those things. He refused to come back into the house. And therefore he, is, he has a certain uh, brokenness or a, a separation from the home and from the father. So, and, and, and as I've said before, I think that the main gift, what the older brother should have been asking for was the freedom to go chase after his younger brother as the father did. Hmm. Who cares about shoes and a ring and a cloak and, and, an, and an ox with a silver, his friends, like the fatted calf, right? We care about those things. What we should care about is the older brother was a slave to his anger and a slave to his jealousy, a slave to his envy, a slave to the fact that his brother had taken something from him, a slave to his lack of forgiveness. Um, whereas to receive freedom, to go running and welcome his brother back would have been the true gift. Um, so in other words, the conclusion I came to, and I'm, I'm saying all this out letting you talk, sister, only because I'm, I don't want to forget. But the conclusion I came to is, it's so important that when we are suffering and wh whether it's suffering because we're not getting what we ask for, whether it's suffering because of physical or mental or spiritual illnesses, whether we're suffering because other people are hurting us or we're hurting ourselves, um, those are in a sense mysterious forefather experiences. The, these mm -hmm. are things that our Lord is saying, I'm preparing you for something bigger. So in other words, all of the all of the things that that the father was doing with the older brother was preparing him to welcome back the younger brother. Now, did any of them have any idea? No, but but I think it's important to say when we suffer, we so often see our sufferings as a, as an end in themselves. Like, why, Jesus, are you letting me suffer? Like, and and we see that as a if you loved me, you wouldn't let me suffer. That's because we we understandably, consider those sufferings as ends in themselves. If Jesus loved me, he wouldn't let me suffer because mm. that suffering itself should not have happened. But it's true, suffering is evil. But, but, but when we ask for one thing, we see that as an isolated experience. I, 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 I ask for one thing. If I don't get that one thing, my whole relationship with Christ is based upon that one experience rather than the whole context of my relationship. It was really amazing to me when you guys did the, the women's only podcast when I wasn't there, I listened to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I, I was I, wondering I, if that's a little bit like when, uh, when you said that we should just put our parents on and just like leave right. the room and then find out what happens. And I'm like, I wonder if that's what ladies of the podcast was like. for <laughs> That's what it was. I, I, I surprised <clears throat> myself by taking the time to listen to that one, but I'm glad I did because, <laughs> because Dokumas Olivia had that beautiful line where she said, and I, she didn't say this, by the way, but she inspired me to say this because I, I want to be, I, I like saying things provocatively. But it's like, if I ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you want me to do with my life? Do you want me to be married or celibate? And Jesus may just respond like, that's not even on my radar right now. I'm sorry, like you're asking for something that is so far beyond my current concern. My current concern is my relationship with you. And that's in a sense what Dokumos Olivia was hinting at. We may be asking specific things, but Jesus says, this is about relationship. Your relationship with me is my main concern right now. Out of that relationship is going to flow discernment of, of one thing or the other. So in a sense, every suffering we undergo, every joy we undergo, every experience that is confusing to our understanding of who God is, 
if we can say these may be forefather experiences, these may be the prophets, this may be Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Adam and Eve and Seth and, and Enoch. This can be, you know, Isaiah and Elijah and Elisha. This can be all of those things we're preparing for something bigger. They were preparing for the coming of the Messiah. They were prophetic moments. All of my experiences, positive and negative, all of my experiences may be preparing me. And again, I know this can sound overly pious, but I truly believe it's true. Maybe preparing me for something else. So when I preached to the kids on this, I said, like if I, as, okay, I'll say this. Like if I have a spiritual child, let's say Valeria, Valeria is my spiritual child. All of you know her from the podcast. Um, let's say Catherine, who you, who you heard the podcast on about, about she's a catechumen here. If Catherine or, or Valeria are looking to date somebody, I'm going to tell them, look at the way he treats his mother and look at the way he treats his siblings. That's how he's going to treat you if you get married. He may be infatuated with you right now. He may be treating you like a queen right now, but, but once you're married and you're living a settled life, he's going to treat you exactly like he treats his mother and like he treats his sisters, like he treats his siblings, because that's, what he, that's how he loves. That's how he treats those he loves. And when he truly loves you by living with you and having an established life, it's, not, it's going to be no different. Um, and so in a sense, I told the kids, so when your mom tells you to clean your room, when, you are beha- when you're interacting with your siblings as kids, you are training, you, you are being trained to love your spouse or to love your religious community mm-hmm. or to love your parish. Like you're being trained by the way that you interact and love your siblings and your parents for what's gonna happen when you get older. And, and so in other words, all of these experiences, we're all spiritual children, all of the experiences, all the sufferings, all the joys, everything that we experience in life is training for something else. It may be training for marriage, it may be training for ordination, it may be training for religious life, it may be training for martyrdom, it may be training for death. All these things are training us for something else. And I think it's important to see within the the economia, within the way that Christ leads us and guides us. Everything is in a sense an end in itself because Christ loves us. He wants us to be happy in every single moment, but everything is also a preparation for something else. Just like the forefathers were for the, the, the coming of Christ. And the reason why I mentioned mystery and the platitera and, and, and the fact that our Lord is in Mary's womb is because we have to say, Lord, of all the things I ask for, one of the greatest gifts you could give me was the freedom to not need to know why you're, you're working with me this way. Hmm. I mean, it's, it, what a freedom it is to say, what a freedom it is to say, Lord, I don't need to know why I suffer. I don't need to know why you gave me this disorder. I don't need to know why why I, I experience these things or why I just feel depressed all the time. I don't need to know why because I trust you. I've given the gift of trust and the freedom to say all of these things are preparing me for something else, ultimately for heaven and union with you, O oh Lord. Can I, can I say something? Jump Joe? in, sorry, I'm, <laughs> done with, I'm done with my monologue. Um, no, it's good. It was a good monologue. Um, and I wasn't weeping in the background, so it wasn't about my spiritual direction. Um, but the, the, what you, well, I'll work kind of backwards because I have a couple things to say, but most recently what you were just saying of you don't need to know why. It's just like the, the man who's blind from birth, you know, when the disciples say, Lord, who, um, who sinned? Was it this man or his parents? Um, in other words, why is this man blind? And because clearly he's blind from someone's sin. And Jesus says, 
um, Jesus says neither. He's he he's blind from birth for the glory of God. Like that's that was the reason that Jesus gives for why this man is blind. Um, like and so it's like, but if you think about it, Jesus isn't saying. I mean, we can read into that of it's for the glory of God in the sense of this was a manifestation of God's power because we got to see Jesus healing someone. Um, but but Jesus doesn't even say why it's for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't say what about it is for the glory of God. He just gives this overarching, it's for the glory of God. It could be it's for the glory of God in the sense of it did something in this man's soul. It could be it's for the glory of God because you got to see this healing. It could be for the glory of God for many reasons, yeah. but Jesus didn't feel the need to give the disciples a why. Yeah. And so we don't need that why either. Um, or we should strive to not need that why, right. I guess. Um, that, not that, that we don't that's need That's a great, one of God's greatest gifts to us is not need to know why. Yeah. And, and so it's, um, um, I, I, I think it's important to make the distinction though of we, we don't need to know why we're suffering but we do need to, and we did a whole podcast on this, but we do need to trust in and have hope in the fact that there is meaning to our suffering. And so it's a, it's a, there is a why it's just that we don't need to know it. Um, So it's not meaningless and it's not like outside of God's radar or outside of God's scope or whatever. It's just that we don't need to know it and that God can work through it without us knowing the minute details. Yeah. Um, so Try explaining I, to a four-year-old why eating candy is not healthy. If right. Candy three meals a day, you know. Yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah. Um, so it's like the the child doesn't need to know why the details right now. They just need to know that like they can't do it. Um, and I don't. And I and I, I would say it's almost almost never, if never. That, that God is hiding these things from us. It's that we're like that child who cannot process it. And that's a good thing. We should stand in awe of the fact that we can't process everything God does and say, I want a God that is bigger than me and, and outside of my understanding who understands things that I cannot understand. And that just takes true humility, you know, yeah. to, to do. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say though, is when you're talking about this unanswered prayer. So this is something I've been praying with as well, because uh, one of my, one of my spiritual daughters and I were talking about this recently and um about something that she's been praying with um, or praying for for a long time. And, and it's, a, it's a good request and it's a beautiful request. And it's just like, God's not granting it. Um, and that's hard and that's painful, but she ended up having just a really beautiful um, abandonment to it that she shared with me in our last direction of just like, I'm going to keep asking for it because God says to do that. Um, but I'm also going to trust that if he doesn't, grant this thing, it's because it's for my salvation and for my kids' salvation, you know? Um, and so I think that's, that's a key thing is, you know, sometimes people will say, well, um, I'm going to keep asking for this. And then one day God might answer my prayer. And that sounds okay when you hear it at first, maybe, or when you say it, but there's, there's a, a, a fallacy there because God always answers our prayers. God isn't ignoring us. Um, there's, but he might not be answering the prayer in the way that you want, <laughs> but he's always answering our prayers. And so I, I was thinking of this recently because I've, 
I've sort of gotten into the habit of, you know, I, I have friends who will exchange prayer requests sometimes at the end of conversations or whatever. And more often than not, you know, they say, what, what can I pray for? And more, more often than not, I've started saying, and we have prayer requests at the end of this podcast, right? But um, more often than not, I've started saying like, just Jesus knows what I need. Just, <laughs> just pray for me in general. Like we don't need a specific, because I've realized that like when I express what I need um, prayers for, I've realized that I'm often just wrong. <laughs> like, you know, even when it's like, oh, I need, um, I need healing in this particular area. Like, actually, I realized only um, months later or whatever that what I needed was for that to um, fester so that Jesus could help me to see what was actually broken so that I can address that thing before I needed the healing. And so it's like, I didn't actually need healing right away. This is what I needed. Um, And so it's kind of like a a matter, I think, sometimes of the whole... um, we don't know how to pray the spirit prays within us um, and the the groanings in our spirit and things like that and um, groans in our spirit. Um, but the spirit praying within us, I think sometimes when we pray, the spirit is praying within us and God is answering that prayer, like the prayer that we actually need and that the Holy Spirit is praying for us. Um, and it might look different to us externally from what we're asking for, but it's actually our deeper need and our deeper desire. Amen. And I, and I, I think kind of taking it to the extreme, th- this is why it, it's not, not only is it like we don't know what's best for us, but sometimes we even know what's best for us and we're asking for what's best for us and Christ is not giving it to us at that time mm-hmm. or or in the manner. But I don't know, it's just, I, I think it's important to go, there are so many people with experiences that are, that are so inexplicable. Why won't God do this? I mean, I've, mm-hmm. had, I've had people come up to me and say like, Father, I'm, I'm suicidal. Mm-hmm. Often, often, like why, like on the verge, why would God not heal me of this? Like, I don't understand. And my only answer can be, I don't understand either. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of being miffed at our Lord as well. Like I, I, but I, I, and I'm even outside of the situation. So I mean, that, that does happen. It's it, this is a great mystery. Um, it does happen that 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 everybody everybody I imagine would be confounded, and and the only answer is little platitudes. Well, you know, God knows what He's doing. You don't need to trust Him. Like like like, like the, those that that is some that is sometimes every human being is going to have is going to be dumbfounded by it. Mm-hmm. And and it's 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 the mystery of God. And this is why. We pray for for trust. Why we embrace the mystery? I don't think I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but when, when we had Catherine on the catechumen, what really made me I think I did say this, but what really made me want to have her on was when she just said, when I was an agnostic and I transfer, transitioned from agnosticism to a, a faith, that I realized that God is completely mysterious and yet completely satisfying. Like mm-hmm. she became satisfied in the mystery rather than satisfied in the proof. 
Um, and I, I thought that was just, th- that. there's a gift. That's the Holy Spirit working in her life in a very obvious way. But it used to only satisfy her because she knew, now satisfies her because she don't know. But 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 mm. the fact that she doesn't know is satisfying. Um, well, 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 that has to be the Holy Spirit. That makes no rational sense. It has to be the Holy Spirit. It has to come from faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Good reflections. I like it. Thank you. I think we'll just... We'll close it out here, um, mm-hmm. unless you have any other wisdom, Mother. No, I don't have wisdom. Okay. You can pray for that. Like <laughs> you know you do have wisdom, right? Because that's the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you have been chrismated. <laughs> right. Good job. <laughs> I'm just in the, I'm in the, in the mode to call you out. <laughs> yep. Did it for an hour and a half. Yep. <laughs> I, I I need a spiritual director that I that I meet with very regularly that does that to me just to just to have a little taste of my own medicine sometimes. <laughs> like, so how does it feel, Father Michael? When just like when you you go to spiritual director, like hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, you you're still a mess? Oh, you are still a mess. Oh my gosh, you, know, <laughs> you, you better do this. I don't do that with you, of course. I wouldn't have said it if I did. Um, <laughs> but anyways. Anyways, all right. Prayer intentions. Um, I'll just ask you all to pray for uh, pray for those uh, the people that I, I shared earlier that are just really kind of trying to to process a lot of unanswered prayers, um, and 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 pray that they continue to receive the gift of faith and hope, um, especially those two things, love as well, but faith and hope, trust. Um, in, in, and it's it's frustrating to try to be a, a leader and a pastor, a shepherd in their life and, and not have answers. So I guess pray mm-hmm. for me too that, that I'll get over the need to have answers to everything for them as well and that I can just direct them back to Christ and say, sorry, I don't know, go ask him again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, that was one of the, I do have one more thing. That was one of the beautiful, that was one of the most beautiful comments when we did the live episode when... Lydia came on and she was talking about how the throwing of the scissors thrice was very representative to her of, of how we are in prayer of like, sometimes we can, um, we can, we can pray for something and it it feels like Jesus kind of just kind of like throws it. And then he's like, do you really want it? Are you going to like go and ask for it again? And just like, and that we have to keep coming back with it. But anyways, um, um, I will ask for prayers for all of those who are discerning with us right now. Um, discerning a vocation to our monastery. We have, as we're recording this, we have our discernment retreat this coming weekend, but I'm assuming a month from now, um, women will still be discerning with us unless it's a really horrible retreat. But we, <laughs> um, but we have 10 women coming, which is just insane. And, and mother had to tell three that, that we were just booked up. Like we didn't have room. Um, so um, so pray for, for those women who came by the time you're hearing this on retreat, but also just those who are discerning with us in general. So, so we're not going to consider that meteorite that hit middle America and, uh, prevented everybody from traveling for the December weekend. Are you making a joke about like something that we can't predict that in is, the future? That's the most uns- like that's the most like <laughs> insulting. I don't. <laughs> I are actually you making, are you making a joke? Okay. 
<laughs> it's not really insulting. I, I couldn't think of a better word. It's it's um it's convicting. <laughs> it's identifying my own lack of a sense of humor. It's, you're you're pointing out very generously my uh, my failures so that I may hopefully correct them in the future. I mean, I you pre- just spent an hour and a half doing it for me. Can I get a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of ammo thrown back? No. Thank you, um, Thank you for your charity. <laughs> Uh, so pray for the the women who are discerning with us. Don't forget to do all the things. Oh, yes. Sorry, I don't um, know where that yawn came from. Okay, so um, Facebook, Instagram, Goodreads, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, what God is not podcast at gmail.com to email us. Uh, we have a Patreon. Thank you to all of our patrons. Um, those who are now supporting we us financially. We need to like say the names on the next episode because we haven't done that I know, yet. I, I wasn't going to say that, but I, you're, you're right. Um, I, I was going to do it today, but I want to make sure that they want it. I put on there like, if you want. So we, we need to contact them all personally and just say, oh. hey, can we do a shout out? So I, I imagine everybody's okay with it, but I just want to make sure. I want to double okay. check. So um, so thank you for all those who support us. You can check out our Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and just search for our name, What God Is Not. Um I think that's everything. I'm on Twitter, Potter Michaelo. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So uh, thank I you. I feel like you're missing something, but I don't know what it is. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. We're on. Or we're audio on YouTube. We're not video on YouTube yet. We'll see what happens one day. Um, Mother. We have someone coming like. tomorrow. We have a listener coming to the monastery tomorrow to look at our technology to see yeah, if they can help good. with the signal. Thank you, listener. I hope you were able to help. Um, you'll know by now when you hear this. All right, I will give a blessing. Please. May Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, have mercy on you. May our Lord send you forth this day as witnesses and martyrs and cross bearers to the unknowns. Um, may you ask for and be joyful to receive um, the bigger things offered, like freedom to forgive, like trust like the the freedom to not need to know the reasons why someone who is bigger than us and better than us and all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, unconditionally loving would do the things that he does. May our Lord guide you and soften your heart and strengthen your heart to know that and to carry it out and to receive those gifts as only he can give in the great mysteries of our faith. Lord bless all of you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Love you, Padre. Love you too, Madre. Love you, listeners. And Bye. All.